Welcome to Manor for the Ears, Season 3, Episode 4, Part 5, and the end of our focus on abandonment. In Part 1, we focus on the definition. We determine that abandoning something was to give up totally, to discontinue interest in, to choose to put aside because of discouragement, weariness, or distaste. And when we abandon people, we deprive them of love, support, and mentoring, whether that be in a parental situation, a familiar situation, or a love relationship. We discussed issues that comes as a result of abandonment in part two, the inability to trust, becoming an overachiever as you struggle with acceptance, and being a people pleaser, the abandoned. For the abandoner, there are issues of embarrassment, shame, guilt, fear of the unknown, suffers in silence, anxiety disorder, and self-preservation. We also discussed further the three central questions for those who are abandoned would want to have answered. The first one, what pain did I cause you that you chose to abandon me? Second, is why would you not see my humanness? And the third, why did you rob me of the opportunity to show you that you should have kept me rather than choosing abandonment? And week four, we spoke of the secret surrounding abandonment on both sides. How in some cases incest occurred because of serial abandoning and moving on from one family to the next. Whatever side you fall on, abandonment destroys lives and leaves a trail of brokenness. Inside the mind of the abandoned. When you close the door, you drown out the world, but never your thoughts. Thoughts that make your emotions run amok. Thoughts that take you to places where you've never been. Thoughts that take you to the depths of sorrow. Thoughts that drive you insane. Yet thoughts that calm you. The same thoughts that balance you. That keeps you sane and focused. Yes, my family abandoned me. I find no shame in it. There is a disconnect when I try to connect, but only because of my ability to still my mind and quell the never-ending feelings of rejection. I look confident. I speak articulately. 
but I am the child who suffers in silence. I am that child who mumbles in aloneness. I am that child who abides in loneliness. I am just that child. There is no shame in it. Inside the mind of an abandoner. The woman I always wanted showed up. We courted and married. Was happy for a while. Had our kids, but alcohol stepped in and life as I knew it would never be the same. I talked, I tried. I fussed, I tried. I supported, I tried. I cried, I tried. I pleaded, I tried. I won sometimes, but ultimately I lost. Myself in her quagmire of drunkenness and senseless stupor, I couldn't take it anymore. I walked away. My children were three and five. I cried today as I cried then, forcing myself to think when and if I will see them again. My thoughts are most times, but I can't help remembering my frayed, shattered nerves. My kids' choice, one drunk, one mad. Sad options for those who had no choice. So I sit my silence and think of courage. I'm defeated. The flip side and its effects. I haven't seen my son since his second birthday. His mom, my ex, left me for a younger guy that she met at work. That's pretty common, I guess. But in the process, she tried to destroy my reputation by telling anyone who would listen that I was abusive. I guess she realized that cheating makes you the bad guy, but a battered wife who cheats is fine. Everyone bought it, including my own family. The only person who remained on my side was my mother-in-law, who had lived with us for several years at that point and was still living with us at the time and knew firsthand that it was nonsense. I had a lot of time to reflect on our situation and I decided it would be best to go out for smokes because she used to bring our son when she went to fool around with this guy so he was already a father figure of sorts. I had no doubt she would tell the same abuse story to our son when he grew old enough to ask and he was too young to remember me. Everyone believed me to be some kind of abusive monster anyway, and so once the divorce was finalized, I left. I moved thousands of miles away, cut all contact with all of our mutual friends and both families, changed my contact info, and tried to start over. As far as what happened with my son and the rest of my family, I don't know. Everyone probably still thinks I'm a monster, and I guess that's fine. I guess I am a monster after abandoning him like I did. I can only hope that my ex-mother-in-law doesn't rock the boat and try to defend me in front of him because more than anything, I want him to have a normal, loving, wholesome relationship with his mother and stepdad. As far as what happened to me, I'm successful in my personal life, but a mess personally. I haven't dated because I'm scared of losing everything like that again. And I haven't made any new friends because I fear they'll drift away when they discover my past. 
Most nights I still have dreams about my ex-wife and son, but their faces are smudged because I don't remember what they looked like and I got rid of the photos long ago. I don't really eat out or travel or have any ambitions anymore. I guess the most succinct way to put it is that I've become a hermit that is just waiting to die. We started our focus on abandonment with a quote from Alex Denier. When a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. And as one narrator says at the end of his account, the only reason for total abandonment is because they wanted to leave. You are better served in the long run diving into therapy and learning to be okay with it. This week, affirm, I am worthy. I am suitable. I am adequate. I am enough. This is Manna for the Ears, Mended Pieces podcast.